Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy convos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. In my teacher training, there was a lot of people with psychological traumas, and, and I could see how strong and how important yoga can be in someone's life. Not just like exercise or lifestyle, but like you can really heal things through yoga. What up, my loves? That clip was from our guest to the show today, Sabrina Mata. My name is Katie Berlin. I am your host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast. And sitting here with me in our home office slash recording studio is my co-host hubby, Jason Berlin. You know, hearing Sabrina's story was really inspiring, but what stuck out to me was her love and her passion for craft of yoga. I was never really familiar with yoga until somebody next to me took yoga teacher training classes, and then I, by default, was the guinea pig. Uh, I became super efficient with uh, Warrior One, Warrior Two, Warrior Three through Eight, Shavasana, <laughs> and you know tripod headstands, tripod foot stands, uh, <laughs> kickstands, all sorts of standing uh, yoga practices. I was amazing at right, Shug. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All of those. <laughs> She's like, she's like a fact check. Uh, So anyways, after time, I actually began to love going to classes. And then Katie and I went on a couple yoga retreats down to Baja, Mexico. And we met some amazing people. And I realized how far reaching the practice is and how much it has an impact on people and the sense of community it created. Yeah, I was pretty fortunate to be able to attend two teacher trainings. So for anyone that is unfamiliar with yoga or the practice, it's not just like you go to classes and you're really good at the poses and then you can get up in front of people and teach. You do have to keep them safe and there's a lot of training and hours behind that. So there's something called a 200-hour teacher training where you're introduced to yoga, you're introduced to postures and alignment. And after you take a 200-hour teacher training, you can teach classes, but many studios look for you to have 500 hours. And that's where I initially met Sabrina. She and I were in our 500-hour yoga teacher training program through Yoga Works. We talk a little bit about that, but I was really fortunate to meet her and have the experience of building a friendship with her. And about five years ago, we took that training, and now it's amazing to see how she's blossomed and the business that she's grown and I'm excited for everyone to be able to hear this episode. Sabrina Mata was born and raised in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil and moved to Los Angeles in 2007. She's a mom, a mama-to-be, a published author, a lawyer, and a certified yoga instructor who has specialized training in prenatal, postpartum, and trauma-informed yoga. Let's welcome Sabrina to the show. Sabrina, so welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited. I know, so am I. It's so cool because not only are we friends and we met in yoga teacher training, yes. but however many years later, five years later, we yeah. get to see each other in this capacity and as moms. Yes, you know, I mean, you were a mom sure. before and I do want to dive into that a little bit, but before we get into the motherhood part give us a little background on where you grew up and your yeah, you know, your a, life so i grew up and i was raised and and i grew up in brazil rio de janeiro then it's like a big city in brazil and let me see i studied law school in brazil it's crazy but i but i took a law school in brazil and then i moved down to los angeles um more than 10 years ago with my daughter, 
after a divorce so like it was a life change for me you know like I, I was like definitely like I want to do something different and and maybe like give a different opportunity for my daughter but at the beginning I was just like thinking stay here for a little while like one year six months something like that and then things happen and I'm mm. still in Los Angeles now it sucks you in right yeah, and then sure. you're like I because cannot I leave you yeah. the ramen it's just that's it <laughs> <laughs> and teaching yoga in Los Angeles, this is like a like a dream, you know. I I loved and I and I changed career and I and I really like restarted my life here. When you were in Brazil, I want to talk a little bit about the okay. profession that you were in, also because you had a very impressive background <laughs> in Brazil, also. Yeah, thank you. Yes, and you were. So, I mean, you were so young. You, I mean, you are still young. You yeah, know? yeah, I, I just like finished school and I and I went to uh, and I went straight to study law. It was like five years of college in Brazil. I don't know how this work here. If it's five years or seven years, so I went straight to the university in Brazil, and my first idea was being a. Uh, alternate be a lawyer especially because i already had my daughter yes you know, and i didn't have time like to really like choose what i want to do i was like i have to be successful and do something that i can support my daughter but i was very artistic on that time and very like mystical it was a, a huge change for me too but i i tried to be responsible Especially because when we have kids, we are, it's everything about the kid. Even if I was young, that was my mentality. And of course, the way that my parents, they, they, they gave me the direction to like. Yeah, they're like, okay, you're going to <laughs> law like, school. Okay. Yeah, they're like, you're not going to do acting school. Yeah. That's not the plan, you know. You don't have this choice anymore. Sorry, you yeah. choose to keep the baby. So now, because you fought you have your daughter you have to be responsible and i was like okay let's do it god yeah, i wish that would happen around here you know it's like, yeah. you had a kid or you're going to law school yeah. that is, that's what's happening that's I don't the care. path i don't care how old you are that's yeah. what you're doing yeah wow. well let's talk a little bit about your daughter brita okay She's and so beautiful yes <laughs> my you, inspiration <laughs> yes i it's almost like you can feel the love coming off of if you're looking at Instagram, it's almost like you can feel the love coming through the posts oh, that you post you. about her. So I want to talk a little bit about when you found out you were pregnant with Brita, when you had her, how old you were, what that was like, sort of going from the mindset, like you just mentioned, of like I'm a teenager and I'm living this certain lifestyle and then all of a sudden having to really do a 360 and think like, yeah. wow, I'm going to be a mom now was crazy not just for me but for my family too it was a very unconventional like situation abort's illegal in brazil but a lot of people do it and i have all this pressure for my family my aunts and my dad and i was living with my dad on that time my, my parents they are divorced they were divorced on that time and then i was like i don't want to do this and i start to feel like the the baby and, and be like very connected with i don't know it was just like my personality and something like very deep into my soul and i said i don't wanna i want to keep the baby and how old and were you i was 16 years old yeah i met her dad at high school 
we were like the sweetheart from high school. Oh. We met when we were like four. I was 14 when I met him. And then two years later, with 16, I got pregnant. Then I had to fight against all my family to keep the baby. And I remember then I was like, yeah, I don't want to have this karma. And people, what, what are you bringing? What do you know about karma? And I was very strong about my decision. And then they start to, oh, you have to go to a psychiatric or something like that oh. because you're not. And I went there and I was like, you guys are not going to do this with me. Wow. But in the other hand, I really had to handle this. Like my dad was very like straight, like, okay, if you, that's your decision, you're going to be the mom. I'm not going to hire a nanny for you. You're going to be there. Wow. And so, yeah, it was a very strong decision. And I think from this situation, I could show my family that even if I was kind of a quiet girl, not like polemic or nothing, really like good heart girl and very like I was not a party girl either, you know, like like daily life, I could show them that I had like a very strong personality and and I knew what I want for my life, you know, like in a in a deep like level of spirituality in my soul, I was very like connected with this. Just to have the courage to stand yeah. up for yourself at such a young age yes. and put your foot down yeah. and say, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And like you, your soul, like you're saying, your soul was already speaking to you and you knew and you were like, no, this is happening. I will take on all of this responsibility. I may not know yet what it means for my life, yeah. but I'm doing it. It's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was tough, it was not easy. But yes, from this point, I start to change my life from like night to day. I was like another person because I have to change my school. I was in a private school in Rio and they didn't allow me to stay there. Because, because of the pregnancy. Of the pregnancy. And then I have to change my school for another private. And then in the other private, they were, you cannot study in the morning. You have to study at night. And mm. was, my life was like, Whoa. And wow. then I start to feel yeah. like the prejudice and the rejection of people like very young. And I was not doing nothing like wrong, like committing something like bad for the society or a yeah. crime or anything like that. Right. And this gave me a lot of compassion because I, I can imagine that people with uh, racism or like genders or things. They, they feel like that. Mm -hmm. What do they do? It's just my choice. Why are you looking at me with this, like right. I am bad or I'm doing something wrong? I'm just like being myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're being true to yourself. Yeah. But you're being ostracized yeah. for being true to yourself. Yeah. And, and well, yeah. And like you said, even for people who maybe are are born and they feel a certain way mm -hmm. they don't associate with their own gender they associate yeah. with a different gender or depending on the color of your yeah. skin it's like it's like you why what does it do I, I i'm just i'm a good human yeah being. but you feel like i don't know you can feel this society looking at you and and, and treating you in a way then you're like Come and on. how different it is now as well with shows like yeah. teen mom and yeah. just through social media, people being able to share 
their lives of what it's like as a teen mom and sort of the acceptance of that. It's just it's, such it's a, a yeah. It's like a completely different. Compl- yeah, but in nineteen ninety five was like. And I, I don't know, but in Brazil was a huge thing for my family and in, for the neighborhood, my friends. I lose a lot of friends, you know, everything like changed for me. You know? Wow. Yeah. So then your daughter is born and you decide to go to law school. You pursue law school. Yes. Then it was a really like the moment of my life too, because studying law with a kid now you have a kid too you know then it's not easy studying for anything yoga yoga teacher training was <laughs> yeah it was tough you know right. yeah. yeah but it's yeah but i but i made it and i think it was very like uh, because people were always like not encouraged me for things this made me be more like okay now i'm gonna show people how this is gonna work I'm gonna do it so okay let me finish the law school and then I could see a lot of my cousins and people still like changing the college like oh now I'm gonna do this I don't know if I wanna and I was there and I was like yeah, let me close this so you know? interesting yeah. like at first they're looking at you like oh you're making poor decisions and then they're looking at you like oh I need to step up because look at <laughs> what Sabrina's doing like she, not only does she have a child but she's yeah. graduating as a lawyer so did you actually practice law in Brazil as well? Not really, because when I finished the law school, I was married on that time. And then I, I, my life took me for different directions too, after I married. And then I didn't practice law, but I love then I studied that because it gave me a lot of knowledge and makes me feel much more confident as a, like to, to have like a, a opinion and you like to formulate opinions, you know. Any sort of education, if you are a lover of learning, it always yeah. changes you and helps sure. you develop. I agree. And sort of changes you as a person and yeah. gives you a new way to look yeah, at the world. You know that even with the 500 hours of teacher training, change us a lot too. So after law school, let's fast forward sort of to the time when you decide to move to LA okay. with your daughter. So this is around 2007. Yeah, Correct. 2007. Yeah. So leading up to the move, what made you decide on LA? What were you thinking about? Like, okay, what is life in LA going to be like? Did you have friends here or anyone you knew that sort of yeah. drew you in? Or was it really like, all right, I'm just going for it. This seems wild. <laughs> no, I have okay. the privilege <laughs> to travel to Miami, New York, LA a few times. And then I was always very like, I was always in love with LA. I was like, oh my God, this place. And reminds me of Rio a lot because mm-hmm. all the health lifestyle and, and the beats, you know, and th- that's the, the atmosphere. And even like we have Hollywood here and that's, that, that is this glamour or something like that. <laughs> in Rio, we have like the huge channel that calls Global and everybody. That is this glamour in Rio too. At, and I... I could like, I fit well in LA. I was like, I love this place. Even if I travel much more for Miami because it's close to Rio and in Brazil in general, in the part where I live in Brazil, I was always in love with California, Los Angeles. And I always thought like, if you one day I have to move to the United States, I'm going to choose Los Angeles. 
Yeah, you were sort of planting that seed already. Like, okay, this is where I could put down some roots. I think my second trip from uh, to California was my like I love this place I could live here it's so cool but that's but yes I have my cousin living here I have friends living here yeah that's why too all right so I want to know what was going through your mind you have your daughter how old is she in 2007 she was 11 okay 12 okay yeah I was in this transition so what did she think about that move was she on board or was she like okay first i came by myself oh, in march okay. and she was coming like yeah, we we prepare everything for she being here in july and so i have a few months to study english just by myself as i said i divorced it and i was like i need some time for and just to figure out what i'm gonna do from here and blah and she was with my dad on that time my dad is amazing i'm super close to my my dad and she came in July, but then things happened, as I said, like I got the green card from my ex-husband, which we were divorcing at that time, but he got the green card in Ohio and he transferred. So all the things happened really fast and was like an opportunity. I was like, oh my God, so you can have, I can do an extension for you and for your daughter. And I was like, I'm not going to think twice. Maybe, maybe this, if I really want to be here that that's something that i need if not i go back to brazil and i have that you know this option in my hands you're like oh i'm only staying a few months <laughs> <laughs> and so but then changed my life because i had to be here for all the process of having a green car and then i was like oh no now my daughter's gonna be here with me and then and she was really open because she was always like i want to be with my mom i want to she was super close to me and she was i she knew on that time then i came here then i was I need some time. You're going to stay with your grandpa because you have to finish school. She was at school and -hmm. and I could not, when we have kids, the kids, it's school and everything. It's the most important thing. And I was like, I just need some time. You're going to be with mom in July. We can go to Disney and University and do so many carrots. Good something, California. (laughs) And then from there, we come back to Brazil. But then I changed my plans and we... Oh, we're both here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we grew up together in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So not only then is it a whole new world for you as well. It's like this adventure with your daughter, which I'm yeah. sure just strengthened your bond as well. Yes. All right. And then yoga teacher training. I know that happened around 2015. So from 2017 to 2015, what did your life look like here? It was like what I'm doing here. I was always asking question myself, like, and I moved back to to Brazil in 2018, no, 2019. I was like, I went back and I was because it was, but I already, I already had the green card and everything, and I had to be coming and going because you cannot stay out of the country for more than six months and. But it was always missing Los Angeles. It was, it was kind of crazy because I, I already have the connection with LA. When you come back to Brazil, it's a, it's, a, it's a shock of like everything is so different, you know, for me now. My mind opened a lot living in Los Angeles, especially here because I have access to so many things. And then 
I decided to come back with her and I took her job in a store and I did like translations from Brazil. I started to do so many things just to survive and to support my daughter. Um, I met my husband that is a Brazilian guy too. Mm -hmm. We both are Brazilian, but we met here and then everything happens in a really good way. Thank God. And in 2000, 14, I think, or 15. Now I don't remember the I dates. I know, it's hard to remember yeah. the dates. <laughs> I decided to take the teacher training. But since I came to Los Angeles, I, I, I don't know how I could not connect the signs. But the first thing that I bought when I came to Los Angeles was my yoga mat. Ah. <laughs> Do you still have that mat? Yes, I still. Oh my god! Because I'm, I was like, but just for practicing yoga, because I already practice yoga in Brazil. And I was like, how oh, I... And I found this place in Santa Monica. Then it was like power yoga with, with Brian Cass. Brian Cass. But I didn't know anything about him. But I was always like, oh my God, his class is so good. But I didn't know that he was like very well on anything about yoga yes. here. Yeah, some notoriety and, there. No. You're just like, oh yeah, I have a great like, teacher. Yeah. Great teacher, love the class. And I bought my mat and I was always practicing yoga. Yoga's helped me a lot in the whole process of being living outside of my country you know i can feel in peace with myself and keep strong to raise my daughter and give her the the best direction that i could when did you begin practicing in brazil uh in 2000 uh, i think 2003 wow a long time long time amazing I love it. There was always a girl who liked to lift weight and, and take care of myself, exercise. And then people at the gym, they were like, you know, now they have this yoga class. Then he's so mystical and blah, it's going to be Sabrina, you have to try this class. And I was like, okay, let me try the class because everybody's talking to me at the gym. Then it's so your vibe. <laughs> and I took the yoga class and I love it. Yeah. So in 2015, you decided to sign up for the yoga works teacher training yes and for anyone who is familiar with yoga works yoga works is well renowned mm -hmm. it has a pretty stringent set of parameters that it uses for its teachers yes so it's not necessarily easy even after you have graduated from their teacher training to be able to teach at yoga works yes yeah, we all know that. <laughs> yes, yeah. If, you, if you've um, ever been through a Yoga Works teacher training, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be able to teach yes. at Yoga Works. So being here, you've been in LA. At what point was it during your classes with Brian Kest? Or was it sometime after that, that sort of that switch came on where you thought like, all right, now this is a direction that I want to pursue as a career? I just start to be... To, to get more consistent with my practice and I was trying to get pregnant ah. in, in 2014 one year before and nothing happened and I said to be very connect like let me do yoga I feel better my my mind wor works better you know and I accept things in a better way and then after I think one year of very like deep practice at yoga workers in El Segundo, I was like, maybe I can take the teacher training and learn a little bit more about yoga. 
And some people they were like, you could teach yoga. And I was like, no, I would never teach yoga here. Like, I don't. Are you know, you I don't have the voice. I was like, right. I don't have the voice. You know, people are not, they are not going to, especially because when you are an immigrant, you don't, you cannot, sometimes you cannot picture yourself teaching for you know people like you did i mean any there are times where you see something that you love and you love it so much but you're like whoa like i couldn't i can't imagine myself being an expert in that yeah yeah like i i just don't see myself that way but then sort of once that fire is lit yeah too yeah it's like there's a light at that end of that tunnel and you want to travel down the tunnel to check it out Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. But, you know, like as an immigrant, you all, we always have like this feeling of, I don't know if I'm going to really be able to teach. In this. It's like kind of like you go to Brazil and you'll be teaching something in Brazil in Portuguese and it's another language. You can learn, you can work, you can be quiet doing your things in the computer. But being teaching is something very like, I'm teaching this language and it's not my my primary language but i want to learn i want to be i want to have this knowledge i want to go a little bit more deep in the yoga field and and be more involved even with the people from yoga like with the community of yoga and then i took the 200 hours and from there i started my i planted the seed of like now i think i can teach yoga this is so cool i yeah. love it and then I took the 300 hours. That's, yeah, that's, your confidence yeah. started to build. Yeah. You're like, okay, not but as I had much like fear. Ups and downs. You remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it, it really is a mirror to look at ourselves. Yeah. Because you have to stand up in front of a group of people, oh all of your insecurities on display. Am I speaking clearly? Do I make sense? Yeah. Does anybody respect me? Am I a complete failure? Yeah. Do I even know what I'm doing? Am I going to hurt yeah. somebody accidentally? A- am I going to oh hurt someone? <laughs> yeah. Well, All the responsibility. Uh, yeah. But but even when you first begin, there's so much self-talk that goes on in your mind mm-hmm. that's about you. And then what you just said mm-hmm. is genius because really it's about the students. Mm-hmm. But you get so caught up in your own mind about mm-hmm. how you're coming off and you here. And then once you begin to realize it's really about the student, you no longer care what you look like mm-hmm. because it's them on their mm-hmm. mat and their totally. experience yeah, and totally. it's about yeah. keeping them safe mm-hmm. providing them with any value that you bring they're coming mm-hmm. to you because you have a value mm-hmm. to, to bring yep. there's and a really be there. aware of people and reading the bodies and see like okay what's wrong and how can you help the people the most of the people who's in the room with you you know that's how i feel nowadays so when you finished with yoga works there were a few other teacher trainings that you took as well. Yeah. So talk about those because that's also, yeah. you've worked with some really impressive yogis. Yeah, so good. Then I have the privilege to work with Annie Carpenter, Ilihala, Shankorn. I, I could sit with these people who I love, I admire as a teacher and as a mentor too. And I took like trainings as uh, in yoga and yoga scooped, but just in at Hot Eight Yoga, that mm-hmm. is one of the places that I teach at too. And then I studied Smart Flow with Annie Carpenter. This was like a life change, especially because we learned so many things that yoga works and they're really, it's really nice, it's the base. But Annie Carpenter, she, 
she like she dismissifies some stuff then we learn it and she's she goes a little bit more deep in the layers of the body and the psychological of working with asanas and yoga in another level so i love to work with her it was she's she's amazing and i took a trauma informed teacher training then mm. it's really nice because you go more deep in a way then you you're gonna help people uh, to relieve their traumas and to really go deep into the themselves more like a psychological yeah. work but yeah you still use the tools of yoga that's what i think it's amazing too so is that um, more psychological trauma yeah not so much physical trauma physical and psychological i mean they're, they in go my teacher training hand. there was a lot of people with psychological traumas and and i could see how strong and how important yoga can be in someone's life and not just like a exercise or lifestyle but like you can really heal things through yoga and i don't know if you have experienced that from all of the years that you've been practicing since 2003 but there are so many people that are first introduced to yoga because of the workout aspect. Uh -huh, sure. And then once we begin to study it and we understand it more thoroughly, we yeah. realize that the asana or the actual physical practice is just a very small piece of the yes, yoga puzzle. I agree. And it's, it's a much broader offering to sort of intertwine into our entire lives outside of just the physical practice. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Especially because when you go deep into the yoga and all the philosophy, you understand a lot of layers of yourself and you start to go deep in who you are, you know, like that is um, the fourth Niyama from the Yoga Sutra says, Svadhyaya, that means self-stud, is the stud of oneself, is like really go deep into yourself and learn about who you are and all your possibilities and all your limitations and all the influence and then you had in your your life and your journey and even like how your backgrounds shaped yourself until this point and start to like unfold yourself from all these things and make you but it's not you and you really go deep into your inner self so i love all this part of yoga and i think more and more i'm going deep into myself i can help others to go deep into themselves too yeah so in yoga there's considered to be eight limbs yes yes the eight limbs of yoga yeah and this is the fourth niyama yeah svadhyaya yes and i svadhyaya. really like it self self-stud like yeah and it's almost like we could spend a lifetime or multiple mm -hmm. lifetimes just multiple, on one just limb. One limb. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. And the self-study piece. I mean, are we ever no. done studying ourselves? No. no. Yeah. Like we're it's, the most, we're no, forever. No. We're so, especially when we have kids. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> yes. even begun to figure out what's going on in here. So yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're so <laughs> complex and we're always yeah. evolving. Yeah. It's, it's it just continual evolution and we're not the same person today as we were yesterday and we won't be the same no. tomorrow. So that self-study is I mean it's and becomes it's really deep when we have kids because we have to watch ourselves so many times and mm -hmm. we can see 
things that we don't like in ourselves and our kids and we're like oh my god yeah. i cannot do this in front of this kid anymore oh my god i have to start to re-educate myself to be like with this kid you know like and to really give this kid like what i want i wish I, somebody could give me too so it's, yes it's a complete mirror yeah you it's, see your child doing something and you're like Mm, they've yeah. learned that yeah. from me so <laughs> it is. I can't yeah. be upset with them yeah. I don't know where he learned to throw food though like our kids <laughs> been throwing food all the time now it's like we don't throw anything around this house and he's just all over the place on the topic of nutrition I know that you're vegan yes I'm, I am i don't want to say like I don't want to assume that I'm 100% vegan yes. but like 98% of my diet's vegan mostly plant based yeah. you're pretty much for the last based. 4 years okay yeah. I want to learn about that process and that journey for you as well going from you know the time maybe where you were consuming not as much plant based and then more towards plant based so I, st- I just stopped to eat red meat uh, 13 years ago, long time ago. Was and it then, because of... No, I just started to be like, the digestion was really bad for me. With, mm. And I, I was always getting sick when I have like red meat. And I was like, this is not for my body anymore. My body is rejecting. And I was always like very health. And this is very like was very organic for me too because since I was like 18 I started to work out and have a lot of like awareness about what to eat what not to eat like no sugar not sugar all the time not fried food you know like trying to be as much health and more fruits more vegetables so you began to cut out red meat based on the digestion aspect yeah and then uh, I cut chicken like uh, five years ago be, like I started the teacher training and I need uh, there I, I I didn't know the yogis they were vegan or vegetarian and I just learned it in the teacher training and I was like I don't need and I was I was not eating eating like chicken this much more fish and but it was like I, I, I don't need this anymore I'm fine I know that I'm not gonna be craving for this anymore but then the last thing was the fish. And then I was, and then I thought I was never gonna cut fish because I love sushi. I grew up in Brazil, <sighs> and I was like, I can. It's you hard. Know? It's it's gonna be impossible. Yeah. Then my daughter took me to a really nice vegan sushi place in Los Angeles, and it just blew my mind. And I was like, I can't believe it. So my whole process to cut the fish was start to introduce more vegan dishes to myself and to my family you know like cooking I love cooking that this is something that I really like it and I like it since I was young because I have to feed my daughter too so all the they're all connected with my journey and then I cut fish and uh, at the first at the three first months I felt a little bit weak mm-hmm. and I started to take like d3 and b12 mm-hmm. to support me in what I could not have from the animals anymore but sometimes when i travel if i go to brazil or any other place and they don't have something vegan but always vegetarian i'm going to vegetarian options and even if i wake up in the morning now that i'm pregnant or and i wake up and i want to like have a yogurt or like a cake then they they were made it with egg i'm gonna have it you know yes but the most of the flexibility 
Yeah. But the most of the food that I cook, that I eat, they're vegan. No, I don't eat meat like uh, eggs and any type of milk, you know, in my house. That's that's not what I buy at yeah. the grocery store. So everything that I cook, it's more plant-based, vegan. With your pregnancy now and being vegan or mostly plant-based, mm-hmm. have you felt any sort of um, like urge to have certain foods that maybe you had cut out before that you were not anticipating or have you felt no yeah I feel so good I was like just concerned about the iron Mm -hmm. because in my first pregnancy with Brida I had like an enemy yeah and a lot of women they have this I I, I was anemic as well yeah you know I did something I learned it now not in when I was 16 but in my part it's normal it's not something you had and was like oh my god you were out of the curve no a lot of women they have this but no I didn't have any problems with my blood tests everything was perfect just my B12 then was a little bit higher and I had to lower yeah yeah. my doctor said it's a little bit higher so take a little bit less milligrams and I was like that's perfect when I was first expecting and we didn't even really know I was pregnant Mm -hmm. yet we went out to dinner for Jason's birthday and I did not eat meat at this time and uh, we were out to dinner and he had a steak and I knew something was up because just seeing it mm-hmm. I was like oh, oh my god like yeah. get that thing out of here we had to set up like the bread basket yeah, and glasses nice to make a barrier <laughs> so I couldn't even see it Aww. just looking at it mm-hmm. yeah so even when I was expecting I I didn't ever have like a craving for meat mm-hmm. I never craved it I wasn't like oh yeah even with sushi, I ate sushi, I ate mm-hmm. fish and seafood at that point. So you're pescatarian or? Yes, okay. yes. and But I try to be mainly plant-based. Okay. Like I, I just try but to. sometimes you owe, and when you owe, owe like exceptions, it's going to be like fish or sushi, something like that. Exactly. And I'm similar to you where I usually try not to say like I am only this because if I'm in a situation where I want to eat yeah. something it's like I'm just I'm gonna eat it yeah. uh-huh. we don't need all the labels yeah. so. I don't yeah. like the labels yeah. we do the best we can and when you think about plant-based plant-based is like the most of the food is gonna be but not not and you don't eat animals but it's not like vegan that's why I like the term like plant-based because vegan it's very it's more restrict, you know, like you don't. Yeah, no honey. Yeah. yeah. Even like my husband and my daughter, they, they, they don't need it at all. They are like, I love the food that you made. There's nothing that they... We're coming over it. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we'll be over at 7 p.m. Yes. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Right. Right. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, your pregnancy right now mm-hmm. as well. And how you're feeling, how many weeks along you are, just your decision to have a second baby. Because yeah. you mentioned in 2014 that maybe you were considering. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So with the sign, and then I got super involved with yoga from this time. And my hub- husband was like, oh, let's try. And, and I was like, no, now I'm not going to 
I don't want to think about that right now. Let me put my energy in my career. Everything, things are happening for me. And I'm starting to feel like I fit in LA. I'm finding my voice in LA. I'm, I'm becoming something in LA, you know, because for so long I was just here. And that's what makes me question if this is my place or not my place. But now I feel like Los Angeles is my place. I live here. I love to be here because I definitely, I found something that I love to do and to 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 share with others here and then in the the end of last year my no like the end of the other 2018 yes 2018 we went to brazil for the holidays and then my husband started like you know you're just turning for we have to talk about that <laughs> i want to have a kid if you don't want to like get pregnant anymore maybe you can think about adoption or something like and i and i could feel like he really wants to have the experience and it's not like fair i know how this is such a deep and beautiful like experience to transform like i think everybody who wants to live this because i don't think everybody have to have kids i think great and all the women out we can make a decision if you want or not and even for a man like if you want to have a kid or not but i could see then he wants to and i start to open up for that again i was like okay let's come back and we can start to talk about that again and then we start to plan and thank god things happen yeah <laughs> yeah because this pregnancy is so different because your first pregnancy you were 16 your daughter was born when you were 17, correct? Yeah. And so now you are... She was born when I was 16 and a half. Okay. Close to my 17, yeah. And then now you're I'm, over 40. I'm 41 and yeah. the baby's going to born with like a 41 years old. I never thought my life was... <laughs> it's crazy when we look back and we're like, I never thought this is going to be my my start i i always like thought okay i'm gonna get everything maybe have a kid like when i'm in my 30s and but then that's my i embrace it everything and i think it's gonna be a really nice experience for me for my husband my daughter too she's very excited about i'm having a baby and enjoying like the whole process with me i'm super thankful that i'm having the opportunity to live this again with another mentality and with no more rejections or feeling like you, then I have to give like, uh, and I need permission or I have to to be like you have people to prove yeah. to someone, no. right? No, it's just like my decision. But the funny thing is like, I've been learning then so many things and I live it on that time with my sixteen. It's normal with 40, 30, 20. and I didn't know that so. I could see then I then I keep it so many things to myself because I don't want to hear anything like oh now you decide to have it so I keep it so many emotions and like all those ups and downs and we have when we are pregnant and even about the decision to to have a baby and transform our lives I keep it to myself when I was young and now I can talk about that and I can look for uh, counselor therapist and like organize my postpartum like how i'm gonna have like support for you know like wow. this yeah. is it's night and day yeah, yeah. it's liberating yeah. in a way yeah and it is to feel like you have not only 
the support, but just you, like you have nothing to prove to anyone. You're like, I'm, I'm already an amazing mom. Look at my beautiful, amazing daughter. Yeah. Do you know the sex of this He's going to be a girl. Okay. Yeah. 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 Another girl. I'm really, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Two, two daughters. Two daughters. That's so exciting. Yeah, it is. But it's definitely like a process of self-healing for me too. I'm really going like deep into my scars, you know, and, and, and emotions and I, then I, could not express on that time and I can forgive myself for mistakes and things and I thought oh I cannot think that yes you can so you were fine you're just like 16 but you're fine I'm here now with my 41 and I still think things like you did when you're 16 we're fine you know we're gonna be a good mom we're gonna take responsibility and that's that's what parenthood is oh yeah like the it doesn't really matter what life stage you're in. You still question yourself. Can I do this? Can I be a good parent? Can I show up? How amazing it is that our children are these teachers for us. Yeah. And, you know, your new baby is on the way, not even here yeah. yet. And you're like, wow, you're already teaching me yeah. so much. You're in this process with me again. And we're going to get you know, come out the other side and yeah. it's going to be beautiful and amazing. Sure, sure. And I'm much prepared for that. I'm not, I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to do my best for you. And that's what I can really offer. You're like, look at, look at Brita. Like, I got yeah. this. You're yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after this daughter, you're going to go to medical school then, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like something else. Oh my God. No, but I really difficult. planning. I want to do a master's degree here because I don't oh, have any. Per- that would be a perfect time to do you it. Know, and, no, not a <laughs> but one point I want to do this here because I don't have any like academic like back, like any academic knowledge from here. I, mm. I don't want to have this here too. I think it's going to what are you thinking about studying um something connected with yoga sometimes i think about social work or like spiritual psychology you know something then then brings me more source to work with my clients or maybe to write my books you know like in the future yeah Ooh, so writing books in the future so you actually are already a published author yeah in brazil Yes. Yeah, in Brazil. I published two books in Brazil, poetry and short stories in Brazil. But here I would love to do something and I would love to share my story, you know, my experience. I, I think it can really help other girls and women in my situation to make a really good lemonade from lemons. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It sounds like a good title there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you already got your title as well. <laughs> Kind of cliche, but it's yeah. It is. <laughs> no, <way. laughs> no, totally, totally. With yoga now and being a practitioner, I want to know about some of the classes that you teach, where you teach, what your community is like. Give us a little insight. Okay, I'm working at Yoga Works, and I teach at the community of Bay Club too. Um, the most of the class that I teach is in the South Bay area because I live there and you know how this works at the beginning we drive a lot as, we drive as crazy as yoga teachers and then I start to narrow like the driving first I was like I don't want to drive this much so I 
could keep it my my yoga community in the South Bay area and I just teach around South Bay and I have private clients I teach in corporations I teach at Manduka I'm became I became one of the Manduka ambassadors local ambassadors and then I teach in the corporation I love Manduka I love all the philosophy behind of the brand too and and yes I'm planning to do a retreat in 2021 oh, you know nice. it's gonna <laughs> yeah there? yeah probably i'm gonna i'm going with my husband you know okay. like we're gonna do something together yeah. but not for this year for oh. sure this year i'm gonna like give a little bit of myself for my daughter sure but i i pretend to to restart to i'm still working and i want to work into like as most as most I can, I as most I can. I feel my body can handle, and and then I want to be back in the second semester of 2020 with my classes and a really good workshop. Corporate yoga, <laughs> which is probably needed in every single oh, company. No. I, I agree. What are some of the differences that you notice between students that come in to your studios, like the Bay Club or Yoga Works, versus when you're in a corporate setting? I think in a corporate setting, they really need to like to distress and maybe have a break, like during the day. You know, normally teach in the lunchtime in corporation, and and I think it's it's more. The people who is there in the conference, they really, it's like they really value the time when they're there because it's like during the work, you know, it's like, thank you, Sabrina. Now I can go to the meeting and then I'm feeling so good with my, or thank you, it was so stressful in the morning and now I feel like so good to keep it up with my, my, my work after the class. And at the studio and the, and the studios and then the gyms people are they do their own schedule you know it's more like a lifestyle so it's different sure it's different i could imagine corporations like yeah. we need to contract you for 10 years because our productivity is up mm-hmm. our yeah, right. revenue is up and for <laughs> sure this you're like the yes for that sure. is the effect that i yeah. have here yeah. keep yeah. me on keep <laughs> me on board where can anyone find you that might be interested in working with you yeah you can definitely find me in instagram as at sabrina mata or in my website sabrinamataiyoga.com and at yoga works big club so fitness la it's all around south bay very cool and one of the last questions that I want to ask you is about your favorite parenting resource. I recommend Your Strong Sex Pregnance with Desi Barlett. She is a great yoga instructor and her book brings a lot of uh, simple uh, exercise and, and yoga pose for you doing each trimester. And even like she gives like some tips for food, you know, what you can eat, what you can eat before labor or after in the postpartum before you get back to your body. And I think it's very nice. But now I'm reading two more books. Let me talk about those two other books. One that I'm reading now is 
A Holistic Guide to Pregnancy and Childbirth. Then it's from Deepak Chopra. Ooh. I love him. And it's really deep. It's more like the spiritual side, you know, like this connection. And I love this book. I'm, I'm still reading. And the book that I'm, that I'm going to read since I finished the, the one with Deepak is going to be the fourth trimester then talks a little bit about the postpartum process then i think it's something then we as women we should be talking a little bit more and support each other a little bit more because it's a really really like hard time and and, and that is where the real transformation happens for women what is a key takeaway that you would want to leave with the audience either about yoga nutrition being a mom, just something that, a little nugget of knowledge that you would want to leave with them. What I wanna leave with everybody who crossed my path is like, keep trusting your process, believe in yourself, and do your best. Allow life to unfold for you in the way that things have, have to be. I think we are all, sometimes we, we all charge ourselves a lot, like we're all like, putting ourselves in charge to be something here to let it be and do your best. Well, Sabrina, it has been an honor to have you, your first ever podcast. Thank you so much. We, I love it. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Namaste. And thank you for oh, having oh. me. Namaste. Oh, great. Yes. Thank you for coming on and helping us to elevate the vibe. Thank you. Peace. Peace. What up, Vibe Hive? If this podcast has brought you any value, please rate and review on your favorite listening platform. And if you're really feeling generous, share with a friend. Visit us at elevatethevibe.co for show notes on this episode and previous episodes. This podcast is intended to educate, entertain, and inspire. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions you may have. Thank you for helping us to elevate the vibe.